Hi, this is Leading With Your Feminine Self with me, Mel Urquhart, the podcast where I discuss all things that have led me to who I am as a woman to date. With a background in fitness and holistic well-being, I explore how life situations have shaped me along the way. Join me each and every week when I discuss topics and issues that I and other women have encountered along the journey. Each week, we'll be discussing topics that have had an impact in the lives of women and how it has helped shape their feminine identity. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Leading With Your Feminine Self with me, Mel Urquhart. I hope you've had a good week. It is a little bit cold over here in the UK, so the weather is trying to dampen my mood, but I'm keeping warm. I've got my polar necks out, and if you know me, that means it is wrap-up time. So, without further ado... I'm going to discuss what we're going to be talking about in this week's episode. I'm going to share with you how I started to look at what femininity looks like, and not only femininity, but genuine femininity, how I was able to decide the difference between that and how it was relevant to me, a little bit about my backstory as a young lady growing up, and where I decided that it was time to address who I was authentically. So let's get into it. So for a long time, I felt that I was quite a feminine young woman, I thought. I presented myself feminine because I looked quite gentle. I believed that I was carrying certain attributes as a female, a feminine woman, so it was fine. Just because I thought I was carrying myself that way, I wasn't necessarily showing up in that same capacity. So I didn't understand the difference between being feminine and genuinely feminine because being feminine I turn on the charm I could play it to my own advantage it was definitely a selfish trait that I would bring more to the surface when it served me this was something that I did probably from quite a young age because I was always seen as so little so delicate in comparison to maybe other females I were around I was quite a slim tiny frame young person so I was always seen as the more delicate one so I generally believe that I was moving in that energy no problem at all it was only when I began to look at my relationships with my brothers when I say my brothers my male friends who I've had for a very long time that it began to be questioned for me when I was around my male friends I believed I had to show up with a more alpha female behaviour. I showed up in a way that I thought men, young men behaved. I was probably more confrontational, more aggressive. I wouldn't have much tolerance for being questioned. It was a bravado that I felt that that's how young men behaved. And in order to be respected and treated as an equal, I had to show up that way to protect myself, to not be perceived in a way that wasn't for me. That worked in the sense that I was respected by my male peers. I had really good relationships with them. In terms of getting on and building dynamics, it was fine. It even came to a point where I resisted being feminine, even in my relationships, romantic relationship. When it came to even losing my virginity, I made a very calculated decision to not be overly emotionally involved to not be vulnerable the person I lost my virginity to we were really good friends we had a lovely attraction with each other we got on really well it was very calculated I liked him he liked me I said okay then it's going to be on my terms how I want it to be I'm not going to get caught up in the emotions you know let's just go on a few dates which we did he had his own place I in my head decided on the night it was going to happen and I actually 
behave like a man in the sense of I kept the emotions very separate. I just said, let's see how it goes. Let's play it by ear. Very cool, very calm because I didn't understand and I wasn't willing to be vulnerable in that relationship to the point where once it happened, the next day I remember going to college and coming into my brother's like, you never guess what, just so blasé about what had happened not recognising that it was the most precious experience that I had as a young woman, but I took that softness out of it. I made it seem quite crass even. Again, I didn't realise how distant I was from that softer, gentle side of me. I would say that's how I dealt with relationships for a while. I would have boyfriends, just even in the name, really, but I wouldn't we have any relationship there wouldn't be that much intimacy because again that to me meant that Mel was vulnerable Mel had no interest in that side of her coming out it was only until I say I had my first real boyfriend where I actually got quite scared because I remember the day that he called me I was out with my friends and I was acting and behaving normal in my belief just Mel hanging out and then he called and I went from talking to my mates, you're right, how are you? You're okay too. Hi, hon, how are you? I just changed. And I remember catching myself thinking, is that what happens to you? Is that what becomes of you when you care for somebody like that? And I was really scared. I felt a huge vulnerability about myself that I hadn't before. And it was something that it really took me by surprise. That this particular relationship, we were going out for a few months. We were going through situations. Then we broke up. A few months later, we would try to reconcile. And I would always talk to my brothers about their opinions. And I said to one of my brothers, I'm looking to go back with them. I'm considering us getting back together. And he said, I don't think it's a good idea for you to go back. And I don't agree. And I was like, okay, but just give me a hug anyway. And it's fine. I'll figure it out. Because at that point, I'd realised I was used to having their support. I was used to having that backative. And when he denied me that, I felt a different type of vulnerability that I didn't have with my boyfriend. In this friendship, it was as though I wasn't able to be supported in my decision, which concerned me. So anyway, I did what I wanted to do. I got back with the boyfriend for another couple of months. And lo and behold, it didn't work out. With that breakup, it showed me how I was really vulnerable to a place where I was uncomfortable with it. It was new to me, but I had to figure out what it meant to me. What did it symbolise for Mel going forward? My brothers and I, we had a conversation and they just sat down with me really honestly and were like, Mel, you are one of the brothers, you are one of the mandem, but you're not a man. You're pretending to be something that you're not. You're our sister, you're our friend. However, you're not showing up the way you were designed to show up. And you need to look at that. And I was like, no, what do you mean? You know, I'm one of you. And I was devastated because to go on my journey, to look at who I was, just scared me. Really scared me. And I had no idea what it looked like because I believed that I was being feminine. However, even though I was having some of the characteristics... I say some, I wasn't being genuine and authentic in that femininity. I wasn't showing up in the environment as that person leading with that energy. Just because I looked like a feminine person with externally, my attributes weren't doing that fully. When I was doing it, it was selective for the benefit of self. Most definitely. I would do it to get what I wanted. And if it served me, I would be a bit gentler. Maybe. But the minute it didn't, I would revert right back to being a bit more masculine, a bit more boisterous to press upon the need to get what I wanted. 
So there was a limit on how feminine I was prepared to be until it didn't serve me. So along with Ileana, my friend, as I mentioned before, I had to begin a quest. I had to begin an exploration with myself, a love affair. What was I hiding from? Did it involve me being vulnerable, not only to myself, but to my environment? And why was I so scared to look at it? I had to realise that it was more about my essence and not about my external persona. It was more about my ability to cultivate, not only myself, to captivate and inspire my environment for the greater good, genuinely, because that is what I want to do. That is who I'm choosing to be, without any agenda, without any expectations, just to be confident, to move as I am, free-flowing. To do that from a position of selflessness, but a selfless position of giving the best to myself and to the world around me. That took some time. It's still taking time. It is a journey. Over the years, I met some amazing women who I've been inspired by. It's not based on their external, how they look, their physicality, their accolades, their possessions. It's the way they're able to move my spirit. How they're able to inspire me and encourage me to be better. It's definitely a craft, a craft of their womanhood. That is something that I am in awe of. Now, don't get me wrong. I also feel that men have their own craftsmanship in their journey. And to a degree, I feel that I was a bit disrespectful to men when I was younger because I had my perception of what I thought a young man should be and I tried to play up on that narrative. But it was something that wasn't true. A lot of the young men I was around at that time didn't behave anything like the way that I was trying to portray myself. So I was doing them a disservice and quite rightly, I was checked upon it because it wasn't a true narrative. As a woman, I feel that sometimes there's the ability to overthink, to create a competition, a rivalry, a battle in essence, with yourself sometimes and with other women. That's just not there. This can get in the way and either block you out from having those relationships with other women and also deny you from being your authentic self, peeling off the layers, the hardened layers that haven't always served us, yet we still carry them, we still wear them like an armour that's denying our innate beauty within. And I do understand that men and women have their own elements of masculine and feminine energy within them. Of course, the yin and yang, the opposites, that is within us. However, there is an essence that we can choose to lead with that has such a value, not only to ourselves, but to the world that we're around. And right about now in the world, it's really lacking sometimes. The need to compare and be like has superseded our individualness. I don't need to be like somebody else in order for me to be my best self and vice versa. If you walk in your own truth, that is more than what you're designed to do. That is your purpose. I genuinely believe we all have a gift, a calling within us that only we can give 
the world. And by leading with that from a genuine place is the only way that we're able to fully experience the beauty of life. This realisation took me a little while. And as I say, I'm on a journey. This is the woman that I am to date. Mel in 2024 is going to be a different, elevated version. But that is why I like these discussions. So we can all aim to be a bigger, better, bolder version of ourselves. Through the work that's been done, I can honestly say at this point, I'm learning more about what it means to show up in my genuine feminine stance, where I can be softer as a strength, gentler as a strength, not at a weakness or a vulnerability. That has come about through trusting myself, being true to myself, but also respecting the differences in individuals. Everyone has their own journey everyone has their own aspirations and that's how it's meant to be by encouraging other women to be their best self to trust themselves is a gift that I can't get enough of I'm so grateful to be able to share what I've learned because with these conversations we will help each other this is not a one-way dialogue even though I might be speaking on one side I hope that you're talking back to me and it's giving you insight and it's helping to provoke maybe different thoughts in you as well because that's the aim for these conversations this week I want to encourage you to look at what genuine femininity looks like for you look at the areas where you may have been leading with a more masculine energy and not giving yourself the opportunity to be more feminine. Finally, look at what ways you can choose to show up differently from more authentic self in your environment. As always, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for your time. Feel free to look at my website, www.gardenofself.co.uk. As well as that, I'm open to doing consultations and working one-to-one to design self-care regimes for individuals. But until next week, take care of yourself. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Leading With Your Feminine Self. I've been your host, Mel Urquhart. Please stay tuned and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook, all under Gardener Self. If you have any questions, please leave them in the comments and I'll look to add them into future episodes. Be sure to follow and leave a review on Apple or Spotify. This podcast was a production of Garden of Self and was produced by The Podcast Boutique.